Well, if you don't already have your Bibles, whether it's on your phone or in your hand or however else, get them now because we're going to look at a few verses today. We're going to start with Acts chapter 2, verse 1. Father, I thank you so much for your word, for your spirit, for your presence. I ask that you'd come, Holy Spirit, and open up and bring revelation of who you are and how much you long to connect with us. Take these words and do something really good with them for each person that somehow, some way by your spirit, each person would be a little bit more connected with you. Thank you, God. Amen. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Good afternoon on this Pentecost Sunday. Now, some people may be wondering or may not know why there is so much emphasis put on Pentecost Sunday. And it's a pretty simple answer. That Sunday was the first day in the history of the world when the Holy Spirit was made available for every person who accepted Jesus as their Savior, Redeemer, and friend. And that's a pretty good reason to celebrate. Before that time, Holy Spirit did come on selected people from time to time. But since Pentecost, everyone who accepts Jesus as Savior receives the gift of Holy Spirit. It's a huge and important part of our life as a Christian. So today, we're going to look at some of the significant blessings of being filled with Holy Spirit. Yesterday, our son Garrett graduated with honors from Chico State University in California. It's a big event in our family. Garrett could never have achieved this goal without a number of people to help him. His mother, uh, you know her as Pastor Mary, was a huge influence in prayers, encouragement, and unfailing love, regardless of the ups and downs of Garrett's life. His whole family was another significant part of helping him along the way. And a really big thank you to many of you who prayed for him over the years. I am certain Garrett would not have achieved this milestone without your prayers. There were also other people involved. There were guidance counselors, career counselors, people involved with financial aid, dedicated teachers, and other people who helped Garrett along the way. However, all of the family, friends, school faculty, and those who prayed would not have been able to help Garrett to graduate if Garrett did not reach out to them. 
listen to them, accept their inputs, and act on them. Fortunately, Garrett did. And now, at last, he's finally a graduate. Now, you may be thinking, that's a nice story about Garrett. What does that have to do with Pentecost Sunday? If you don't get anything else from today, here's what I'd like you to get. Holy Spirit guides, encourages, and empowers us to live a biblical Christian life. Holy Spirit guides, encourages, and empowers us to live a biblical Christian life. Just like Garrett needed help to graduate, we need help to live a meaningful and impacting life as part of the kingdom of God. We live an effective biblical Christian life because we accept and connect with Holy Spirit. One more time. Holy Spirit guides, encourages, and empowers us to live a biblical Christian life. So today we are going to look at a few of the many activities of Holy Spirit and how Holy Spirit participates in us living that biblical Christian life. I mentioned you need your Bible, so here we go. John chapter 14, verse 16. John 14, 16, Jesus said this, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. Now that word counselor in the NIV is translated in almost every Bible version as one of four words. Counselor, comforter, advocate, or helper. Jesus gave us his promise that he would send someone in his place when he returned to heaven. And that counselor, comforter, advocate, helper was and is with every person who has received Jesus as their savior. If you will, the job description of Holy Spirit is to be with every Christian. How cool is that? His job is to be with you and me. And if you don't have that relationship with Jesus, and you'd like to, so Holy Spirit can be with you all the time, this is a perfect day to do it. You can come to the prayer after the service, or you can text Hanny right now, or you can contact him through the uh, chat in WhatsApp or in Zoom. Lots of ways to get hold of someone if you want to know Jesus and have Holy Spirit be with you for the rest of your life. What Holy Spirit specifically does is to be available to help, give counsel, give comfort, and to advocate for every Christian. Now I know we pray to Father God in Jesus' model prayer. I know we most often talk and pray with Jesus, 
That's who most people feel the most comfortable with. And I suggest we would be wise to talk with Holy Spirit every day. Why? Because he is the one that Jesus asked the Father to give us. Holy Spirit is our counselor, comforter, helper, and advocate for every single Christian. What are the benefits of developing relationship with Holy Spirit? There are many listed in the Bible. I'm going to share a few of the reasons and benefits for developing, each one of us developing our relationship with Holy Spirit. Turn to Galatians chapter five, verses 22 and 23. Many of you will recognize this when you get there. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. <coughs> Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says this, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. A benefit of developing our relationship to Holy Spirit is that Holy Spirit helps us to produce this kind of fruit. The Holy Spirit develops our character. As Christians, I anticipate that we all want to live lives that reflect the goodness of God and the life of Jesus. But living with the qualities described in Galatians 5, 22 and 23 is not easy. I suggest it's not possible to consistently produce the, <clears throat> pardon me, the behaviors and the attitudes in those verses without Holy Spirit in us. Spending time with Holy Spirit will help us to bring those behaviors into our lives more consistently. Now turn to 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 10. <coughs> mm. First Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 to 10 says this. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through us the spirit, a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. Verse 9, to another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit. To another, miraculous powers to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another, the interpretation of tongues. A benefit of developing relationship with God, and specifically the Holy Spirit, is that the Holy Spirit gives gifts. Everybody wants to get gifts, right? Right? 
Well, at least Joshua wants to give gifts, and I see that. So, yeah, we like getting gifts. Now, these gifts are not the only gifts listed in the Bible that Holy Spirit gives. This list of gifts are central for expanding the kingdom of God. And when these gifts are received from and trained by the Holy Spirit, they set apart God's people from every other belief system. What Holy Spirit does in us and through us with these gifts makes us different than all of the rest of the religious beliefs on the planet. And I suggest that you can find Holy Spirit in most, if not all, of the encounters that Jesus and the disciples had in the Gospels and in the book of Acts. Now, do you think it's coincidence that there happens to be so much Holy Spirit activity in all of the ministry encounters that Jesus and the disciples had in the Gospels? I think not. I think it's a model for us. And God brought Holy Spirit to us so that we can do the same things. The Holy Spirit gifts are intended to be the same for us as the disciples and even as Jesus did. Turn to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Most of you, again, will recognize this once you get there. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, including Toronto. Now, go down just a little bit to Acts chapter 4, verse 31. Acts 4, 31 says this. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Two more benefits of developing our relationship with Holy Spirit are power and boldness. Holy Spirit gifts are very good, but if they are not used, they are unable to bring the kingdom of God to people who need the gifts. Power and boldness, our Holy Spirit helps to use all of the gifts that connect people to God. I am not, by nature or personality, bold. I am not confident talking to people, particularly those I don't know. When I found out that Holy Spirit would help me be bold, to help me have power, that changed my perspective, but it's still not my default. I really don't consider myself powerful, but 
when I am aware that Holy Spirit is present with me, things change. Just not long before COVID, um, Mary and I went to a restaurant with a friend. And as we were there, I asked Mary about having a word for the server who brought the salads and beverages and all that kind of thing. She said, no, I don't really feel anything, but I felt Holy Spirit boldness. And I figured it's probably Holy Spirit because I don't generally have boldness on my own. So I figured it's probably Holy Spirit. So later in the meal, as the server was at our table, I said, do you have just a minute or 30 seconds? She looked at me and she said, well, okay, yeah. I said, you know, you're really good at your job. It's easy to see you have a desire to make people comfortable and happy. Now, this to me was obvious, but she smiled and I had her attention. So I continued. Your end, your current job is not your end goal. You don't want to stay at this level of work at restaurants. And there was a switch. You could tell at this point, she was fully attending what I was saying. I said, do you have a desire to own and operate your own restaurant? But your family and particularly your father disagree with your life goals, even fighting against the career direction you want to go. She looked at me and she said, how did you know that? How could you know that? I've never met you. I said, God told me about you. And God wants you to know that he put that career desire and the desire to make people happy into you. And God wants you to know he will help you by opening doors of opportunity to reach those goals as you walk with him. She was pretty wide-eyed at this point. I said, oh, and one other thing. Your father loves you and wants the best for you. And God is already working to change your father's heart so you can keep your relationship with your father. And God wants you to know he's proud of you. And then it was time for tissues. Back to the gift. I don't do that stuff on my own. I don't have that kind of boldness. I don't have that kind of confidence. If Holy Spirit doesn't show up, I'm just not very good. But he wants to show up and he wants to give us boldness and power when we ask for boldness and power because he's always with us. Just like what Sholi's doing right now, put your hand over your heart. Father, I ask that you would release right now your boldness, your passion, your spirit, and your power into each person in City River. That we would become men and women that are not timid or shy, but are bold to share the good news of who Jesus is. Amen. That wasn't in the notes, but it looked like the right thing to do. Thanks, Sholay. Turn to Romans chapter 15, verse 13. 
Romans chapter 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of Holy Spirit. Another benefit of developing relationship with Holy Spirit is hope. Hope is one of the most critical needs for every person. We will not function very well at all if we do not have hope. But God says we can overflow with hope, even when the circumstances would say, there is no way this situation can be resolved in a positive way. I just think that's a staggering. Look at the second part of Romans again. 1513, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. Why? So that you may overflow with hope that comes through the power of Holy Spirit. We can be in a place of difficulty and not know what to do and really be confused about things and still have God's hope planted in us that somehow, some way that we can't figure out or understand or even comprehend how, there is hope because God is involved through the power of his Holy Spirit in our lives, regardless of the circumstances. Now, I am in an intercession group. Surprise. Intercession is not really my thing. In fact, I said in this group, I'm not even sure why I'm here, but I'm trying to do my part because I'm not an intercessor. Anyway, this group prays for things that are sometimes personal, but mostly it prays for a national for national or international issues. Like I said, I don't even really know why I'm in this group, except I trust the person who invited me and God said to accept the invitation. So I did. A while back, a couple of months, I think maybe, <clears throat> the leader asked the group on a scale of one to 10, what our hope level was given some of the recent political and social outcomes they had been praying for. The responses varied from around four to around eight. Then the leader asked me, and I said, well, my hope is a 10. Well, I was asked, how did my hope stay at that level? And I shared by trusting God and the power of Holy Spirit, my hope was fixed on God's goodness and God's ability to bring about his purposes, not on the circumstances of my life or in the world. So if my focus is on God's goodness and ability, how could my hope be anything less than a 10? You could kind of see a few of the gears sort of cranking in people's thinking and stuff. And then the leader replied, oh, I really like that. If you're struggling with hope today, ask Holy Spirit to have overflowing hope because of the power of Holy Spirit. 
That's how we live in joy and peace. Overflowing with hope. I just love that phrase. I look forward to the day when I live in it all the time. But I love that phrase. Holy Spirit power gives us the ability to hope in God and God's goodness and God's ability, regardless of the choices that I make or that other people make. Now turn to Acts chapter 9, verse 31. We'll look at another way Holy Spirit impacts us and why we need relationship with Holy Spirit. Acts 9.31, then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by Holy Spirit. It increased in numbers. Another benefit of developing relationship with Holy Spirit is encouragement. Encouragement is different than hope. Hope is a fixed understanding of the goodness of God. Encouragement is to help move us along the way. Holy Spirit is an encourager. To me, that alone is enough to have relationship with Holy Spirit, even if there was everything else. Whether you're discouraged about traffic, your children, your finances, your business, your relationship with God, Holy Spirit is with you and in you to encourage you. No matter what, he, Holy Spirit is always able to bring encouragement. I've come to recognize when I am discouraged, I know I have lost connection to Holy Spirit in that discouraged area. I generally don't have a life filled with discouragement, but there can be areas that are discouraged. And I have come to recognize I've lost connection with Holy Spirit in that area because Holy Spirit is always an encourager. What area are you feeling discouraged, perhaps? Maybe you, maybe you don't have any. Maybe you're better at this stuff than I am. But for the rest of you who are like me, is there an area today that you're just feeling kind of discouraged about? I encourage you to reach out again to Holy Spirit and talk to Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, how do you want to encourage me in this area in my life? What are your words of life for me? I'm having a hard time getting good focus on this, seeing God. How do you want to encourage me today, Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit is always able to bring a word of encouragement that adjusts our perspective. John chapter 14, verse 26. John chapter 14, verse 26 says this, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. 
this is an amazing benefit of developing your relationship with Holy Spirit, because Holy Spirit will teach us what we need to know and will remind us of what Jesus has said. I know that when I'm reading the Bible, I get questions, lots of questions. As I talk with Holy Spirit, I find Holy Spirit will teach me the things I need to know about what I'm reading. Now, I certainly don't get every question answered. I have a drawer full of questions I still don't have answered by God. But I have a lot of things that God has taught me. And I have found multiple times in my life, by talking with Holy Spirit, I have understood something from the Bible that Holy Spirit taught me. I didn't talk about it at that time, but when the time was right, I found a book or heard someone else teach about the very thing Holy Spirit taught me. Really adds confidence to go, wow, I can hear from God and he's going to teach me how to deal with something or understand something. And God will even confirm it through other people. I hope each of us has experienced time when the when Holy Spirit has reminded us of what Jesus said. There's just so much wisdom and counsel and, and hope and encouragement and blessing about remembering the words of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are filled with things Jesus said, and Holy Spirit can and will remind us of specific things Jesus said about a specific circumstance or issue. Now, of course, if we don't know what Jesus said, because we don't read the Gospels frequently, then it's less likely Holy Spirit can remind us. So read the Bible with Holy Spirit. Read the Gospels with Holy Spirit. Ask questions and learn what Jesus said. Holy Spirit, <coughs> excuse me, loves to teach us new revelation, and bring understanding of how amazing God is. Today, Pentecost Sunday, we have talked about a few of the benefits, and there are many more, of developing relationship with Holy Spirit. I know you can find more if you take time to discover and talk with Holy Spirit about them. Holy Spirit guides, encourages, empowers us to live a biblical Christian life. Father God, I thank you so much for your incredible gift of Holy Spirit. It is so humbling and so very overwhelming to know you chose to give us your spirit. How extremely kind that the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead now lives in us. Incredible. God, I ask on behalf of our City River community that you increase our desire for more relationship with Father God, with Jesus, and with Holy Spirit. I know I don't even understand all that I'm asking for when I say that. But you said you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. So do it in us, God. 
surprises with your increase, a deepening of our relationship with you, with all of you. Father, thank you for Pentecost. Thank you for loving us so much and giving us such an amazing gift. Knowing that Holy Spirit is so committed to us and in such diverse and impactful ways, we are humbled. We are thankful. May we make your heart happy by receiving and using all the incredible gifts and blessings you have chosen to give us. We love you, Papa.